and welcome to Inside EcoDevo, an economic development podcast helping Missourians prosper. On this episode, we're talking about the Connecting All Missourians initiative, and sitting down with us to help with the discussion is Stephanie Meyer, Broadband Project Manager, who's also working on the initiative. Stephanie, welcome. Thanks for sitting down and speaking with us. Yes, thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I'm sure there's a lot to kind of go into with Connecting All Missourians. It seems kind of like a a hot topic right now within the department. But before we get into that, if you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself, how did you come to be project manager with the broadband team? Of course. So I actually grew up on a family farm in a rural community. So I do have that rural aspect of what's going on with broadband right now. So that's definitely helping me in my capacity as the project manager, but also worked in state government for the past five years before coming to the Department of Economic Development as well. So I do have that side of things going too. Um, very excited for the opportunity to be able to run this initiative of connecting all Missourians and being a part of that broadband team. Yeah. Was there anything like in specifically, I know you mentioned you grew up on a farm and you had that kind of perspective of like, oh, internet's not really available. Uh, but was there anything like specifically about broadband in general that you're like, oh, I need to work on this kind of initiative? Because it seems... Like within Missouri, and I'm sure probably other states, you know, especially states that have a lot of rural areas that probably don't have access to broadband. It's a big thing that we're trying to do now. Was there anything about it that you're like, oh, I need to be on the forefront or helping with that initiative? Yeah, definitely. So I think I'm just coming from that background. You know, it's not only a rural problem, but it's also an urban problem as well. I can speak more to that rural side, um, but knowing what broadband can do for a citizen is essential. So being able to prosper and having the capability of doing education online or working remotely, um, telehealth. So going through COVID-19 and the pandemic there really um, shone a light on what broadband can do for those citizens here in Missouri. So I felt the need to be able to help Missourians be able to gain access to the internet as well as thriving and and having those skills and the technology and the devices to be able to thrive by using um, the internet, high-speed internet as well. Yeah, so let's let's jump into it. Connecting all Missourians, what is it? In general, when we say connecting all Missourians, what is the initiative? So our team wanted to come up with a phrase to where we would know what exactly um, our team is working on. So we talk in a lot of acronyms within the broadband industry. We are very guilty of that and wanted to come up with something outside of that realm. So the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is the federal program we are working with to bring those federal funds to the state of Missouri. And the overarching goal would be to connect all Missourians, right? Um, So that's a large goal that we are after. That's definitely what this initiative is gearing towards. So we want to ensure that every Missourian has access if they want the access and those skills to be able to utilize high-speed internet. So what are you guys talking about in-house that's going to propel that to be a success? Like connecting all Missourians is, you know, it's a great grand idea, but like what are all the things in place that are going to see it to the finish line? Of course. So there are two specific programs that the Connecting All Missourians team is working on, um, one being broadband equity access and deployment, also referred to as the BEAD program, um, and the other being the Digital Equity Act. We refer to that as DEA. Um, So with those two programs, our team is currently in the planning process. So we did submit an application 
for both BEAD and digital equity um, to receive planning grant funds so we can write a state digital equity plan as well as a five-year action plan and some proposals for the BEAD program to be able to ensure that we will be able to connect all Missourians. So our team is currently in that planning phase, like I mentioned, and going out and doing a lot of public engagement, hosting a lot of webinars, biweekly calls, to be able to engage our stakeholders, to make sure that we are hearing that critical feedback from them, to be able to compose these plans and submit that for those larger capacity grants to bring to the state of Missouri, for them to be able to then create that infrastructure and bring access to every household, business, or community member. Yeah, can you give us a little bit of information on BEAD and DEA? What are those programs specifically? Are these like federal programs that we're kind of uh, utilizing? Or are they things that Missouri brought up? Like, what are these programs? So BEAD and Digital Equity Act, they are both under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, IIJA. The BEAD program is geared more towards the infrastructure side of things. So there is a little over $42 billion of funding nationwide to be able to bring the infrastructure, the cabling, the wiring to every household and business within the state of Missouri. And then the Digital Equity Act, that's more of the skills, the training, digital navigators, being able to ensure that Missourians do have the skills, um, being able to open up an internet browser, being able to you know search the web, opening up an Excel file or a Microsoft Word too. So all of those skills that they would need to be able to thrive and then possibly work remotely or do their doctor visit from their comfort of their home as well. So those are the two programs that we are currently working on and submitting those planning applications is helping us be able to submit to create our plans as well to be able to bring those larger capacity funds to the state of Missouri. So these two programs, they work hand in hand. Not only does it get the access to the person, but it also allows that person to know how to use it. Yes, definitely. So they are working hand in hand and we are as an office working those hand in hand as well. So we went out and did a public engagement tour within the month of October and November. We call that our Connecting All Missourians listening tour. Um, And we visited several regions within the state of Missouri to gain feedback for that. Um, So just a little bit more as far as that Connecting All Missourians tour goes, some highlights from that. We partnered with the regional planning commissions from the state of Missouri, as well as the University of Missouri system. So the 19 different regional planning commissions hosted our office, our team, as we are traveling through the state for these. So we visited each of the 19 regions. We ended up doing 23 different listening sessions. We heard feedback from over 600 people, both in person and via the web as well. So a lot of critical feedback that we need to be able to create these plans. So we did have a successful tour. Um, We completed that in about five weeks. So it was a really quick turnaround time to be able to get that feedback. We asked specific questions during that tour to make sure that we can write our plan in a smart way to be able to get the most funding to the state of Missouri. Going around the state, you're probably hearing the same thing from a lot of people, regardless of where they're at, that the need and the issue is probably the same. What were some of the things that people were telling you guys? Yes, definitely. So you hit the nail on the head right there. So there are a lot of similarities across the state. Missouri is a very diverse state, which is why we needed to find a way to be able to reach every region, community, organization, Um, background within the state of Missouri to make sure that we are hearing that feedback from them. 
So a lot of similarities. You know, there are a lot of people, whether rural or urban, that do not have access. Or if they do have access, it's not fast enough speeds to be able to do what they need to do as well. We heard some pretty great feedback from a variety of stakeholders. So we heard from some citizens. We would like to hear more from just citizens throughout the state of Missouri as we are continuing our engagement through our office. Then we also heard from different organizations. We heard from internet service providers, um, nonprofits, co-ops, a lot of digital inclusion, digital equity organizations as well, schools, libraries, local government. So we had a, a good variety of stakeholders attend these meetings and provide that those highlights to us, which we are trying to figure out what those challenges are, what those barriers are, and then also what resources are available in the state of Missouri to help us further along our mission of connecting all Missourians. So there's a lot out there, a lot that our office didn't know about. So our office, we're regionally in central Missouri located, and that's where a lot of us are from as well. So being able to hear those perspectives um, from those within southeast Missouri, northwest Missouri, and, and all across the state is definitely helping us shape these plans to be able to bring that funding to our state. Yeah. And are there any specifics on what they were sharing or can you share some of the things that they they were telling you directly? I know you mentioned like speed is an issue and just access, but is it more nuanced than that? So we asked a series of questions at each of these meetings. So we tried to keep our questions consistent so we could hear the feedback regarding some barriers and challenges that we are, we're really wanting to dive deep into And so one of the questions was, you know, what are the roadblocks that communities are facing, individuals are facing, internet service providers and co-ops are facing? So we asked that question to be able, as our office of broadband, um, to be able to assist in that process. So we've heard a lot about permitting, accessing easements and rights of ways. So those were some, some big topics of conversation as well. We asked what could the government do to be able to assist as well, whether that's state or local level. Um, we heard a lot about being able to collaborate and being able to network between different communities, organizations as well. So those are some things that we kind of hit on, on being able to remove some of those barriers. We also asked what efforts, what projects are currently going on so we could have an idea. And we do have maps showing that as well as, as far as awarded areas within the state. But What are the plans? Are there any future plans that we needed to know about as the Office of Broadband so we can make sure that we are covering those holes and filling that gap of the need of um, high-speed internet access across the state? Um, We also asked about workforce. Workforce is an issue not only in the broadband world, but, you know, all across industries right now. So we asked about that and how do we address that? You know, who's going to take ownership of that problem and how how to fix that? How do we get training programs out there to ensure that we do have the workforce needed specifically for this industry? How do we promote that this is a job opportunity for those within high school and college so they can follow that career path? And and what are those opportunities to be able to take that career and increase their capacity within it too? So that's another thing we went over. Um, We also asked who's already doing digital equity programs, digital inclusion programs within the state specifically within each of those regions. So who can our office tap into to utilize those resources that they already have to help us better our case and write our plans as well. So we, we heard a lot about different opportunities within the state and, and what's already going on, but then also how they're 
are some areas of the state that definitely excel in that area of digital inclusion. And there are others that, that don't have a lot of resources. So needing to collaborate to be able to bring that to every region, every part of the state too. Also asked about increasing adoption of the internet. So there are some people that do have access that just don't have the skills to be able to use it, or they just don't think they need to use it. Um, there's a lot of things that we think about, you know, streaming Netflix or just surfing the web, social media, things of that sort, but it's, it can be used for so much more. So like I mentioned earlier with the education, whether that's having a snow day and being able to, to do that education from home for all those school kids, or if that's college students being able to do online classes rather than going on campus or telehealth and just things of that sort. So we asked a lot of questions over that overarching topic there too. We also asked about how we can get in contact with every stakeholder throughout the state. Um, you know, we had some pr pretty specific groups be able to attend these listening sessions, but there were some groups that were missing. So how do we get them to the table? Whether that's through our monthly broadband stakeholder call, um, our office is also doing biweekly calls with these regional planning commissions and their regions to continue that conversation. So we are trying to make sure that we have that outreach, that education piece to it by continuing that conversation in each one of the regions. So we found out some good overarching information, challenges, barriers, resources that we needed to know through these listening sessions, but we want to make sure that we are encompassing everything. So repeating back what we heard, what do we still need to know? Are there specific things within your area that we still need to make sure that we have within our plan region by region? Um, so working on that outreach piece to be able to reach every person, every organization, every population within the state of Missouri. Sounds like you guys learned quite a lot on, on the tour. How is all the information that you guys gathered how is that going to influence the work going forward? Is it going to alter it, do you think? Is it like giving you guys more pieces of that puzzle that, that you can, you know, go forth and prosper, not to steal our own motto there? Yeah, so definitely it is. It's, it's those pieces of the puzzle. So like I mentioned earlier, for the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program and the Digital Equity Act, we're only in the planning phase. So what that is, that's going to get us to where we need to be for the capacity phase to be able to bring those larger unprecedented funds to the state of Missouri. So this feedback we are receiving is going to help us write the state digital equity plan. There are specific components in there. There are specific questions that we have to include in the state digital equity plan to ensure that we bring the most funding to the state. Also with the BEAD program, there's a five-year action plan that we have to write. All of this information that we are gathering is then going to be incorporated into that five-year action plan. There's an initial and final proposal as well that needs to include that critical stakeholder feedback, that community engagement in those plans, those proposals to make sure that we do this initiative, connecting all Missourians, that we do it well and that we do it smartly to be able to bring those funds to the state of Missouri to then get that infrastructure out, those skills, that training out to all of our citizens to make sure that they have that knowledge, they have the access to be able to utilize high-speed internet to the fullest of their capability. Through the listening tour and this whole process that your the team is doing, do you guys have a sense of the scale of what needs to be done to, to accomplish the end goal of 
connecting all Missourians? Is there a sense of like how many communities, how many people, how many households that, that need to be connected? Is there a sense of the scale? So I think, you know, we do have a pretty good sense as far as what's going on. I believe the number is roughly over 400,000 Missourians that don't have access currently. Um, so that's a large number. It's a large ask for us to be able to create this initiative to then in return connect all Missourians. The information we are gathering is definitely helping us shape our plans and being able to analyze all of that data that we are collecting as well. So I think there's definitely more to learn as we are going along. There are more questions that we need to get answered, some very specific questions geared towards specific organizations, specific target groups, stakeholders that we need to get answered to be able to further along our process of, of writing those plans and being able to get those capacity funds. Yeah. And these 400,000 uh, Missourians that don't have access, are these like communities that they don't have the funds to like pay for internet or just there's just no lines running to their uh, communities? Is this like a combination of we need to lay infrastructure to, to get internet to individuals and make it to where it's like affordable or, and things of that nature? So yeah, I would definitely say it's a little bit a mixture of both of those things. So not having the access, that's probably the biggest problem. There are a lot of gaps within the state that don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the fiber to be able to connect them to that. So that's where the bead program is coming into play, that infrastructure side of things to be able to, for our office to be able to bring those funds then for then in return for internet service providers, co-ops to be able to use those to place that fiber in the ground to bring that connection to each household. Um, there's probably a little bit of that affordability piece of it too. There may be some households, some businesses that do have that connection, but are unable to afford it. So we are working on that issue too. So we want to make sure that people have access to affordable and reliable high-speed internet connection um, if they do choose to use it. So that's why our overarching goal is so important to be able to make sure that there's funding so people can afford it, but also to make sure that it brings it to each household so that they can utilize it as well. And this question, I asked BJ this question in our broadband episode. I think that's episode three or, or four uh, for any of the listeners who want to take a listen to that. Uh, but I, I want to ask you as well, just to get your perspective on it. Does the landscape of internet service providers kind of factor into this? I mean, we have, you know, depending on the, the city or location you have, you have, you know, the typical ones you'd hear like Mediacom or Charter or any of those, but there's all a bunch of other uh, internet service providers for different areas of the state. Does that kind of impact the work? Is, is that not really a thing? Cause they're all trying to do the same end goal, get service to the customers. How does the landscape of the variety of in internet service providers kind of factor into the, the work that needs to be done? So like you said, you know, there are some of those larger scale providers that have a wider access area within the state, but then there are a lot of local providers as well. Um, you know, the biggest thing is these providers need that funding to be able to help them be able to pay for that infrastructure and those services that they are bringing to everyone across the state. So definitely a little bit of both. There are some, some smaller providers that are trying to go outside of their areas that they already service to make sure that, you know, those within their region have that access as well. So it's kind of hand in hand, you know, those larger provider, we need both the larger providers as well as those smaller local providers to be able to make this work and to be able to connect every Missourian. Yeah. I guess from a, like a funding standpoint, doesn't 
really matter, big provider, small provider, they can all take part. Correct. Yep. Everyone can take part. So it sounds like the listening tour was a success. How do you guys think it, it, it went? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it was a success. Um, we put it together pretty quickly. We started with a statewide summit to be able to engage our stakeholders. And that summit was more of our office being able to give our stakeholders the information, information about what the Connecting All Missourians initiative is, information about the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program, the Digital Equity Act. We let the University of Missouri system and the Regional Planning Commission, um, our partners, be able to speak at that as well. So we had some very high keynote speakers at that summit to then kick us off into these listening sessions across the 19 different regions for the state. So continuing that conversation with these listening sessions, that's truly what it was. It was a conversation. Our office went out with the intention of providing some questions, but mainly being there to hear that feedback. Um, The University of Missouri Extension helped us take those notes and kind of put that all into a document so we could go back and review what we did here. Um, So it was that conversation between the stakeholders and the Office of Broadband. Um, You know, we did short presentations at the beginning of it. So that way for those stakeholders that maybe didn't join the summit or weren't fully involved in what this initiative is until we came to their region, um, maybe they don't have access to the internet and weren't able to attend any of our webinars or online calls for that matter. Um, So doing a little bit of explaining, but really opening up the floor. So we spent about two hours in each of the regions being able to hear back, hear that feedback um, from our stakeholders. and, And it truly was them relaying that information to us, what was very specific to each of those counties, those communities within their region. So what are the next steps for the broadband team? The listening tour has, has wrapped up. I know you guys are still doing like the biweekly uh, stakeholder meetings online and stuff. But as far as like the totality of the larger project, I'll say, and maybe that's not the right term, but uh, just for simplicity, uh, what are the next, what's the next step now for you guys? So like you said, we are continuing that conversation with our biweekly calls. We're kind of going through the digital equity, digital inclusion programs that our office is about to release some draft guidelines to, um, and then continuing that conversation into the new year as well. So we do plan on still engaging with our stakeholders, um, making sure we are gathering that feedback, but then also working on a couple efforts currently to further that mission as well. So like I mentioned, the digital demonstration projects, those are going to be a smaller scale of what we will be able to do with the Digital Equity Act capacity funds. So once we submit our state digital equity plan, we will then be able to apply for those capacity funds. So with these digital demonstration projects, we are looking for digital navigators, promoting the affordable connectivity program, as well as being able to provide affordable devices. So we are asking for organizations to apply for these grant funds to be able to do on a smaller capacity for those three different areas. Uh, We want to make sure that once we receive those larger capacity funds, that we are doing the program justice and we are doing it in a smart way to make sure that People do have the skills to access the internet. Um, They do have access to an affordable device, as well as they know of all of the resources like the affordable connectivity program that can provide assistance to their monthly internet service as well. 
And speaking about the grant funding, is all of this under the IIJA? Is some of it ARPA? Or are you guys mostly living in the IIJA? And I apologize to the listeners for diving into the alphabet soup, but it is kind of the nature of the beast. Yes. So the Connecting All Missourians team, we are specifically working on IIJA. So all of our funding will be coming through those two programs, BEAD and the Digital Equity Act. Okay. So switching gears a little bit here, uh, and I know this isn't really your specific area, but I kind of want to touch base on it because it is kind of uh, a big piece of the puzzle, and that's the FCC broadband challenge map. Uh, Can you talk just a little bit about that? What is the map? What is the purpose of the challenge? So currently, that's the other effort that our office is working on. So the FCC recently released in November some improved broadband maps. So these are now at the residential business location address rather than being by census block. Um, So currently we're in the process of being able to challenge this map. Um, So we want to make sure that all Missourians do eventually get that access to the internet. So we need everyone to be able to help us map that gap within the state of Missouri for this, this challenge process here. So With those newly released maps, what you can do, um, we do have links on our website at ded.mo.gov slash get connected. If you jump on there, you can find the map. What you will then do is plug in your address and make sure that everything is listed correctly for you. See if you are served or unserved. If you know you are not served and you are showing up as served on that map, then that's when you can challenge it. Also, if you plug in your address and you don't see your location mapped out on that FCC broadband map, then you can also challenge that as well. So we are promoting every Missourian to take that opportunity to go on and plug in their address on that map for us. Um, If you need help with this, our office is always available for assistance. Also, the University of Missouri Extension is providing in-person assistance. So maybe you don't have access currently and you need somewhere to go. So if you go to your local county extension office, they have the the tools that you will need to be able to submit a challenge um, for not having access and to make sure that you're being accounted for on that map. So with this broadband map that was recently released, that is what our bead funding for the state of Missouri is going to be based on. So all of the unserved locations on that map is how will determine how much funding the state of Missouri will get. So the more challenges we can submit for those areas that are showing as served but are truly unserved um, is going to help the state of Missouri. Okay. So this map that FCC put together is basically, from their perspective, what they think is served, unserved. But now the citizens who are actually living in those locations can go, well, no, that says I'm getting this speed, but I'm really not. So... Or they're saying I have internet, but I have zero internet. Or So it's, it's basically the citizens helping FCC, the broadband team, get that map correct. That's correct, yes. Okay. So our office is doing everything we can to, to take a look at that map and see if there is any way for us to submit bulk challenges to specific areas or regions of the state. But essentially, having that challenge from an individual citizen is going to have more power than what our office does. So you guys have the opportunity to be able to go on there and make a difference and help the case to bringing internet to your home, your residence, your business as well. That's why it's important. 
is so they can specifically say this this is the need um, for those individuals, and I'm sure there'll there'll be some that are like, well, why should I go on this map? Why should I, you know, spend my time doing this specifically to the point? Why is it important that we get this correct? One reason it's important is it's going to determine the amount of funding that the state of Missouri will receive. Also, another reason is that it's going to show your location as being unserved, which will then, once we receive those funds within the state of Missouri, will help internet service providers be able to bring service to your location. So if you don't have access or you don't have the speeds that are required to consider you as a served location, um, then it's very important for you to do that. So it's going to be helping you gain that access to affordable, reliable, high-speed internet. Okay. I think the biggest thing I heard out of that is the more people that go on and do the challenges on the map, making sure the information is correct or whatnot, the more funding we're potentially going to have, which is going to make it easier to connect all Missourians. That's exactly right. Yeah. More people do this, more funding. That That's the big thing. Okay. So to wrap us up here, the department's motto, as you know, is helping Missourians prosper. So through connecting all Missourians and the work that's going into that, how is that fulfilling that motto? So like I mentioned earlier, having that access is not only access to watching your favorite TV show on Netflix. It's not only for going on social media, um, but it's for those larger aspects of it, of being able to fully engage within today's economy, being able to work remotely, being able to do your education online, being able to do your doctor visit online, that telehealth aspect. Um, you know, there is a wealth of information at just the click of a button. I um, mean, we want to make sure that Missourians have access to that. And once they do have access and they have the knowledge to be able to use that, that is in, then in return going to be able to help that Missourian prosper. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to wrap it up. I'll open the floor up to you just if there's anything we didn't cover that you think is is pertinent to cover or important for people to hear when it comes to broadband, the efforts, connecting all Missourians, uh, floor is yours. No, definitely. Um, thank you for the opportunity today um, to be on the podcast. And like I said, it's very important for our stakeholders to be able to engage with our office. So community engagement is one of the biggest things we are tasked with through these two programs, Broadband Equity Access and Deployment and the Digital Equity Act. So please make sure you are staying in contact with our office. Sign up for our email newsletters and join our monthly broadband stakeholder calls. Um, We do produce a lot of information, and that's one great way for us to be able to keep in contact with you guys, but then in return being able to answer those questions through our office too. Perfect. Stephanie, thank you so much for sitting down, taking the time. I know you guys are super busy up there. There's a lot going on. So I do appreciate you sitting down and giving us all this great information. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this Inside Eco Devo episode featuring Connecting All Missourians. To find out more about what's happening at the Missouri Department of Economic Development, including current programs and upcoming opportunities, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if there's an economic development topic you're interested in hearing more about, well, then let us know by emailing your questions and comments to ded.communications at ded.mo.gov. You can also comment directly on this episode on SoundCloud and wherever else podcasts are found.